This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everybody. So today we have a special guest. We have James Lolino here. Hi, James. Hey. How you doing? Good. So, James, why don't you tell us, for those that don't know who you are, what is it that you do? So, uh, I'm an investigative journalist by trade. Uh, I used to work for a company called Project Veritas for about five years. That's kind of how I got into the business. Uh, now I'm doing my own thing uh, at the moment. Um, I come from the movie industry before that. I worked in the movie industry for a long time, and then I, uh, I became a journalist about five years ago. And basically, we would wear undercover cameras, and we would go into organizations. We would go um, to places where people, uh, politicians and, and big tech leaders and educators, uh, would hang out, and we would uh, you know, gain their confidence speaking to them undercover and uh, film them, and, and film them saying... Uh, inflammatory things, newsworthy things, uh, things that would help push reform forward uh, in state capitals and cities and, and, and federally. Uh, yeah, I did that for a long time. And uh, a lot of that really, there's, there's, some, there's some parallel there with uh, the teachings of 3% Man and uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And, and um, it's not all about you, these amazing books and literature that uh, I had to study um, in my free time too, especially 3% man, uh, that helped me in that, in that world helped me to, uh, to get people to like you. First of all, the, the for the person to say the, the, the crazy thing to you, that's going to be newsworthy. That's going to be viral. They have to like you. They have to really enjoy spending time with you, talking to you. And that's, uh, really where, where your work helped me big time. So James, can you tell us about your duties as an investigative journalist? Um, sure. Yeah. So being an investigative journalist is, is interesting because a lot of times it's very monotonous. Some of the work that we have to do, sometimes we have to really, uh, whether you're combing through a lot of data or whether you're just going and asking questions, uh, to someone at a, uh, an event or you're walking into a doctor's office, for example, and, and you want to know about this doctor who's doing transgender surgeries. Sometimes you want to go in and just ask questions. Uh, that's the main thing. It's also important to have your suspicion, which is what you should really go in to any story with the headline in your head, what you think the story is going to be. Uh, of course, that could change, and you have to be willing to uh, accept the fact that it could change. You might walk in and think, this person is uh, uh, trafficking children, and then you find out they're not trafficking children, they're trafficking ballots. It, anything could happen, right? Uh, so we have to go in with the, with the uh, understanding that um, to be flexible. See where the evidence trail leads. Exactly. Flip over a rock, see what's on the other side, and then, you know, if you don't like what you see, flip over another rock, and then keep going. So it always starts off with some sort of, in like... How would you get your stories? Were there tips? Like, typically, what would, what would happen to where you got wind of something, and then you guys started looking into it? Yeah, so... Sometimes things would come in through tips, absolutely. Other times, uh, you know, we would just get a hunch. So, for example, Christian Hartsock uh, was walking past CNN in Los Angeles. This is 
four or five, six years ago. And who does he see out front but Van Jones? He just walks up to Van Jones, who he had met before. Van Jones instantly recognized him, forgot where the hell they met. I think they met in Florida at some, like, film event years prior. He immediately recognized Christian. Oh, my God, cool, man. Hey, good to see you. Christian asked him, what about that Russia investigation? And Van Jones told him, oh, I was a big nothing burger. Do you remember that story? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. As soon as you said that, that's what, exactly what I thought of. Yeah. Ah, it's a big nothing burger. Because CNN is pushing the narrative that, uh, he's a Manchurian candidate, and you know he's in Putin's back pocket, and we can't have him get elected, and and they're freaking out about it, and then you see Van Jones is like, he's on his phone, he's like, ah, it's a nothing burger, it's just yeah, a joke, no so, big deal. So that one was one of the bigger stories, and that was just walking by CNN and, and seeing, and that's how yeah. when people like myself or anybody else that saw that clip, you're like, wow, it really is fake news. They're they're knowingly pushing something that the anchors know is, is bullshit, basically. Yes. Yeah. So I walked into an event a few months ago in New York City with one of my, a bunch of my coworkers, actually. And it was an energy conference, Bloomberg Energy Conference, um, at the Intercontinental Hotel in Manhattan. And I snuck in and I couldn't get a ticket. So me and my colleague, I said, just come with me. We went up to the second floor. We got out. We just sat on the bench, blended in, two white guys, whatever, uh, were in suits. And, we just blended in, blended in for 20 minutes. Then we started walking around and we walked into like this Ted talk basically where they were giving like, Oh man, energy and green energy and this and that and everything. I'm just like, okay. And then we, we leave there because I can't have a conversation with someone while someone's presenting. Right. I can't get the story where I'm like, tell me about the fraud, you know? (laughs) So we walk out and first two guys we see, we see these two white guys, uh, standing, at a table and I go right up to him. What's up, bros? How you doing? Hey, what's going on? Just totally like turning on the charms and we're talking, we're talking, uh, Oh, you work at Siemens energy. Oh, cool. And in my head, I'm like, as an investigator, I'm like, Oh, I know Siemens energy. Cause it's my job to know a little bit of everything about everything, you know, Jack of all trades, master of none. So I'm like, Oh, Siemens energy. Yeah. I've heard of them. Tell me more. Oh man. We start, he starts asking me about like, uh, the work I'm doing. I immediately 3% man. Oh, great. Flip it back on him. Well, tell me about what you're doing. It's more important. Whoever's asking the questions is the one running the conversation. Exactly. And so I turn it on him and he starts telling me how it's just this hydrogen stuff is just fluff. We're not serious about it. We're, you know, Siemens, we know where our, 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 uh, money is made off of gas turbines and you know we're just here because it's all marketing fluff these, he said these things i'm paraphrasing and he's going on and on and on and me and my colleague he's a younger guy we walk away like i'm like i think i think that's content i think we got content i think we just got a story uh it was five minutes of this guy going on and on and on so we walk away and then we continue the day we're talking to more and more people the next day i go i got the guy's business card i go and google his name i'm like who is this guy he's the executive director of siemens energy Clark Fangmeyer is his name. So like, I didn't know who the hell he was. So when you say like, what do I, what do we do to investigate? I just go have conversations with a guy. I didn't know who the hell he was. I could have easily been like, oh man, the executive director is going to be there. I'm going to say all these things, but I didn't know. So it just worked out better that way. So you go in your schmooze. Exactly. Go and you have a good time. What are your, what are your plans? I know you um, just recently left where you were working. So what are your plans for the future? Uh, I plan to stay in the news business for sure. Uh, where I don't know yet. Um, I'm still figuring all that out, but, uh, I, I totally intend on, you know, exposing bad people and continuing doing what I'm doing, uh, no matter what. I just don't know where yet. Okay. Do you know how you would like to do that? 
Um, you know, I'm still figuring that out. I don't know. Um, I think I have just a wealth of experience from doing the work that I did with this amazing company, this amazing team. That team was, when we were rocking and rolling 2021, 2022, we were just this incredible team. Having that wealth of experience, learning journalism at the master level, I, I think uh, wherever I end up, you know, I'll be effective no matter what. For sure. For sure, bro. Um, okay, I have another one. Explain what it means to be centered. It's like the cat analogy is really the perfect way to describe it, where, you know, if, if we're chasing something, if we look hungry, we're not going to eat. Uh, I think if if we're if we're running after something and I'm texting people and I'm, I'm on their ass, then, yeah, I might get something done. But I think it's better uh, persuading people. It really comes with... Uh, uh, man, how do I word this? Giving them the freedom to come and go. Yeah, giving them the freedom to come and go. Yeah. To stay, cool. To leave, cool. To come back, cool. You know, when, when I met my, this this is the best way to say it. When I met my most recent ex girlfriend, um, I remember the night that we met. Uh, I was, it was a sausage fest. It was like thirty guys and like four or five girls. I remember. And we had met, we had, you know, I had gotten introduced to her by the guy that she showed up with or whatever. And I remember laughing. I'm like, you just made your first mistake, buddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he, you know, he introduced me to her or whatever. And I remember, you know, I was very much like, ah, some young girl that will never understand me. I immediately went there with her, like in my head. I'm like, gosh, oh, she's interesting, good to look at. But like, I, I don't, you know, whatever. And I remember sitting down on the couch and um, every guy was like all over her like a cheap suit. And I remember just sitting there like just 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 trying to just enjoy myself. There was a speech going on or whatever. And then she came over and sat near me. And then when the speech ended, we started talking and the conversation just picked up. And then, you know, sure enough, I got her number and then we started hanging out. And I remember wondering, like, what I did something right there that I didn't know. I didn't expect. Right. Like. Because sometimes when we're doing this stuff, dating and relationships, we don't know what we're doing wrong. We don't know what we're doing right. And I didn't know that me just sitting there and just being centered and normal and calm was going to attract her to me. And when I asked her... Masculinity is calm. Exactly. And when I asked her, like, what was it? And she said, she'll say, like, well, you just seem chill. I just wanted to come sit near you. You just seem cool and chill. You feel safe. Exactly. Yeah. And in hindsight, the way that I interpreted it was, again, I just I wasn't all over her like every other guy there, 30 guys or whatever. So I think that is a good example of being centered. I think just not not chasing someone, you know, not chasing anything, really, except like what matters, the purpose. 